Welcome to the We Like to Say We're Experts podcast, where we go over noteworthy news, pop culture, and everything in between. And now, your hosts, Evan and Nicole. Well, welcome back, everybody, to episode 44 of We Like to Say We're Experts. And we're back after a hiatus. We've been off for a little bit, Evan. Sure, we went on our own unexpected journey. <laughs> uh, moved from Massachusetts to Connecticut. So now we're in a new permanent location. And we missed you guys. We missed recording, missed talking to everyone. So it's good. It's good to be back. Yeah, we missed it, definitely. It's a good distraction with everything going on. So we previously to our break reviewed and rewatched all eight of the Harry Potter movies, which was a lot of fun. And Evan, you hadn't watched some of the last ones. Yeah, I'd only seen like the first three. Yeah. So it was great watching all eight in a row. Yeah, definitely. So we wanted to do it again. And we were thinking of what series we could do that maybe was like in the similar vein of like fantasy or something like that. And Evan, you've been begging me to rewatch Lord of the Rings since I don't even know. Years. They're so good. You yeah. gotta. The ex- all three extended editions. We gotta watch them. Exactly. So we, I finally caved and said yes. And we started rewatching them. And we started off with The Fellowship of the Ring. And we actually have a guest today that's gonna help chit chat with us a little bit about this movie. Uh, I'd like to introduce my coworker and friend, Liam. Hey guys, really excited uh, to be a part of this. I am a huge uh, Lord of the Rings nerd had just rewatched them recently, so this seemed to work out very well uh, to be to, to join it and provide my own insights of uh, nerddom, if you will. Yeah, and I feel like I'm probably going to be asking or like asking questions because I was asking a lot of questions when I was watching this. <laughs> a lot of things I just was like, I don't know what's going on. So I'm not going to lie, I loved answering those questions because it's <laughs> it's not every day you get to answer a Lord of the Rings question. This yeah. is true. And as in-depth in as you can get, as much as, like, Tolkien can give you, I think, from, like, book to movie. So I'm very, uh, very excited for any questions you may have. Maybe. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I definitely had a lot watching them, so I feel like I, I'm still trying to process everything and remember everything that happened. But a little backstory on Lord of the Rings. So it's a fantasy novel by English author J.R.R. Tol- Is it Tolkien? Or Tolkien? 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 Okay. If I'm mispronouncing that, someone will let me know, I'm sure. Um, So they're set in Middle-earth thousands of years ago, and Lord of the Rings is actually a sequel to The Hobbit, which we are going to watch those three movies after we finish Lord of the Rings. Um, So, Liam and Evan, how would you describe... Like Lord of the Rings, like if you had to describe it to someone in a couple sentences, what would you say? If if I can do a supercut, it would be <laughs> it is Dungeons and Dragons, um, just like in essence. Yeah, Ooh. that makes sense. I would. <laughs> you got it all. You got you got a warrior. You know, you got a wizard. You got an archer. I'm gonna call Gimli a bard. You got <laughs> hobbits. You got them all. You that's, got like the the to- like the token bad guy. That, yeah, that's that's my elevator pitch. Also, bad guys are the coolest. <sighs> you they are the bad guys. They're so right. <laughs> they're so good. They have great evil. Like the the big bads are great. The henchmen are scary and great, and they're all like different and yet the same all at once. Like orcs and urukai being different somehow. Like the dark elves. Can, I don't know. That, that's getting into even like deeper whatever, but. That's a great elevator pitch. I would like, I guess this is also hindsight of Game of Thrones. It's basically what you 
I was never a big fan of the Game of Thrones books. I know this is like a very probably sacrilegious thing to say. Um, I've never read them, so you're totally okay. <laughs> I tried multiple. I tried reading it at least twice. I think listening to it on tape at least two times too, and I just couldn't get through it. Meanwhile, I read like the full, like the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit book. Um, like I think when I was in middle school, so. I think if I had to like elevator pitch boil it down, it is what Game of Thrones like wish it could wished it like could have been, uh, yeah. because who knows if that series will ever even end from a from a book perspective. Um, I think it won't, but that's that's my yeah. opinion. Who knows? <laughs> I, I love the George shade because I've done that in multiple episodes myself. We're never going to see end it. We're no. never gonna, we're never going to see how he wanted to end it. He wrote himself into a corner, from what I've heard. Again, as a non book reader, and and you know. He, he didn't put it, I feel like he never, and now we're like tangent, like, you know, going off on a tangent, but he never like gave himself an outline, I feel, and just kind of yeah. is winging it at this point. So, but yeah. Tolkien had a very prescriptive approach. He knew what he wanted to, to write. Um, and I think it was all the stronger for it. And that made the movies that great. Yeah. And you were telling me, Evan, the other day that he wrote these because he wanted to like write his own language or something. I'm not I'm not sure if this is uh if this is off the mark. I was <laughs> from what I know, he originally wrote the books because he wanted to write the language of Elvish and needed a reason to do it. <laughs> I think I'm that's true. I feel like that is, if that's not like the 100% reason, I feel like that's like 80% of the reason. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Getting <laughs> getting validation on that is a huge because I was telling that to Nicole and then I was like now that I say it out loud. <laughs> I mean, to me, I would buy it. Like, it makes sense. And I think there was also, there was the Tolkien movie they made with Nicholas Holt, I think, either I earlier. Yeah, they made it. Either came out pre, you know, before the everything went to hell uh, with COVID. Either came out, like, early this year or late last year. And I think there was also, didn't watch that either. This is, this is you know, similar yeah. I'm, I'm insinuating. Um, I think they also teased out that he may have also written scenes were inspired by his experiences in world war one too um uh, listening to something and it said that yeah, so we heard that somewhere else too yeah yeah we were listening to a podcast the other day that they're re-watching um or they had rewatched in the past lord of the rings and one of the facts that like the host had was that some of it was based off like his experiences in war so I did. Mm-hmm. I have heard that, but only from that podcast. Um, yeah, and I remember the trailer too, showing like an explosion, the fire made it look yeah. like um, you know dragons and stuff. I was like, oh, maybe that's the Bullrock, and I don't know. It's 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 all it's all you know. It worked out. Whatever his inspiration was, was good, even if it came from a dark place. One hundred percent sure. So, uh, yeah, I. I'd never read the Lord of the Rings books. I didn't even know what Lord of the Rings was until I know Evan's already going to roll his eyes because I told him I didn't watch Star Wars until I was 16. So um, I didn't know what they were until I think I was like 14 or 15. I was actually doing summer theater and the person that ran the summer theater, like he was a huge fantasy nerd. And so we did the play The Hobbit and I remember I was in The Hobbit. I don't remember who I was though. I'm sure I was like, a dwarf or, or like a random hobbit like it was nothing memorable but i remember when i did that play my dad was like oh did you know these were movies or like they did movies of like lord of the rings and i think they just came out like the La- return of the king came out like a year bef- before like i did the hobbit play so i remember watching them all 
like, so this is probably 2004, 2005. I watched these all and I don't remember 95% of it. Like we were watching this first movie and I was like, who's that? What's going on? What, who, what's going on? Does this do this? And Evans is like, okay, let's pause. Let's break this down. What's going on? Here's the lore. Yeah. I was like, I remember Bilbo Baggins. I remember it starts off with Bilbo. Um, mm-hmm. He had his, so I thought Frodo was his son. I know. It's kind, <laughs> kind of an easy mistake. He has the ring. He is going to give it to Frodo to destroy. Well. Right? Is that, he's going to give it to Frodo. I don't think the original intent is necessarily for it to be destroyed. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you I believe it's Gandalf's influence of. He's because, yeah, like Bilbo's going to go to. Um, ooh, I am blanking on the is name. Rivendell? Rivendell. Thank you. Yeah. And. Because like to do yeah to do his own like you know adventure finish his yeah. book and it's like give Frodo the ring and then Gandalf is like yo this is the time to destroy the ring finally oh I missed that so. I think that that was my inference again yeah. of uh, like trying to picture the scene for scene but I think that's like the push because oh, I think so. they feel the like because they feel like Saruman's like approach like you know unity with uh, Sauron so there's like the um, the rise of evil. So it's like the time to destroy the ring is now before he can collect it and, you know, take over the entirety of Middle Earth. Also, did they have to give Christopher Lee like the same bad guy name as like the OG bad guy name? Like their names being very similar threw me off like the whole entire time. They would like talk about them. And I was like, are they talking about the big one or Christopher Lee? Or I would call him Count Dooku because he always plays a bad guy. <laughs> had to be like, no, they're talking about him. No, they're talking about... I was like, why can't they give them different names? That was very confusing to me. This When I first watched them, I also mixed or I transposed them like all the time. Because they're essentially Constantly like the up. same name. They, yeah, they're very similar. Sauron, Saruman. Hmm? Yeah. And Sauron, it's like, I don't know. In my mind, no, it's not, I was going to say it's like, you know, the Palpatine invader, but it's a bad comparison because they're literally two different people and it's very clear. <laughs> but like yeah. Sauron is, yeah, he's just like the evil big bad dude who's like corrupt Saruban. But the fact that their names are so similar, it's like, okay, you could have you could have yeah, made their names. Done something different. Different there. Maybe, maybe so, Jeff. Who knows? Right. Be like, this is Jeff and Chad. Yeah, would have been easy. Interrupted by Jeff. So which one is the main one? Sauron. Sauron and Saruman. How do you say the other guy's name? Saruman. So Sauron and Saruman. Oh my God, I'm going to butcher these the whole time. So I'm just going to say the main one because we all know I'm going to mess up. So the main one where he got his finger chopped off in the beginning, is he, what is he now? He doesn't have a body? He's effectively an eyeball, but his like life force still lives in the one ring of power. This kind of reminds me of Harry Potter when Voldemort died then and like Voldemort wasn't alive. So he had to like, but he was still like a force. The Horcruxes. Or, not even that, but like, remember before in the first movie, like he had to go on to Quidditch or not Quidditch, Earl lived in the see, back of his the head. Yeah. People making words similar, yeah. That's what that's what it reminds me of. Like, I know it's not similar, but but it is. I mean, it's. Yeah. I like it's a good parallel to draw because at, at a point he's just like an eyeball in a tower, and he's kind of yeah. just a an entity that still has influence and can reach across Middle Earth, but he's not doesn't have a body anymore. He's just like yeah. a, a voice. Yeah, he, it, it's kind of funny if you think about it from like a 10,000 foot view, because it's like 
everybody sort of knows Mordor is bad. And they must all know that there's just like a giant eyeball looking around over there. <laughs> but nobody really does anything about it. They're just like, yep. yeah. Don't go that don't, way. Or maybe they just don't care. Maybe they're just like, this is this is it. We're going to go eat our potatoes over here. Like, <laughs> okay, they okay. just don't. I think, yeah. I feel like it was also, too, probably one of those. Because he was defeated so long ago uh, that they probably just assume. Not assume, but it's one of those, like, lying in dormant. Like, I feel like that's probably part of Gandalf's influence, too. Is like, Sauron's been growing stronger. And that's what his mission was, is to secure the ring, which is the ring rates. Um, uh, so I think that's probably, yeah, like, maybe nobody messed with Mordor because it was too, like, it was, you know, it's, it's the, the dingy area of Middle Earth. It's the unsavory area. You're like, you know, you roll the windows up and lock them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. So once, okay, so once Frodo has the ring, then he decides he's going to go on his trip. Does he take, he goes with his other Hobbit friends. Well, so he's got Sam. Sam Wise is kind of bamboozled into going with him. That's because true. originally Gandalf is just talking to Frodo. And then Gandalf <laughs> finds Sam just eavesdropping. And is like, this is your problem Sam. now also. He's one of my favorite characters. He's so loyal to Frodo. Sam, Sam is like, I I think in, in rewatching the whole trilogy, I felt there's like huge surgence of just like absolute admiration and love for Sam. Yeah. Like you watch it, you're like, I wish I had even a, a friend who is an iota as loyal. I mean, no offense to my friends, but <laughs> as loyal. Like I don't think any of them would go to Mordor with me. They'd probably be like, yeah. mm, I'll drop you off, but like I won't yeah. go across the like, Oh, I might die. That's yeah, like, oh. Do I have to go? Like Sam is just the most loyal, and that's why he's like, yeah, you got to follow him. And like the whole time, he's just like becomes a better and better friend. Um, yeah. Which is fast forwarding through the trilogy right now, but he lays the framework, the foundation in the first. So I know they're going to Mordor, and then I'm trying to remember this in order. Do they go to Riven Riverdale for? I, I'm not going to remember these places. Riverdale is a CW show. Uh, Riv- what's the place called? So they they do go to Rivendell first. But they the, go to the other place first. First they go to the Prancing Pony, which mm-hmm. is just a tavern because they were going to meet Gandalf right. there. Totally and forgot Gandalf, about that place. This is like the best worst part where Gandalf goes to Sauron and was like, "Hey, Sauron, you know, Sauron's getting more powerful." And then Sauron's effectively like, "Yep, I knew this." Gotta join him. <laughs> And it's a great wizard fight. I like how it like represents like wizard. Like I mean, yeah, Harry Potter's cool with wands, like doing like lightning bolts and all different types of force. But I like the idea that it's just like concussive waves being like blasted forth from some type of staff. I don't know. Something about it was a really cool representation of what I would imagine wizards would do. It's kind of like Jedi's in a way. Um, I thought that was like a really cool fight that they did. Um, and then the fact that, yeah, like they go to the Prancing Pony and they're like, yeah, we haven't seen Gandalf in like six months. We're like, oh boy. <laughs> like, That's right. That's where right. is he? <laughs> He's in a town. And then they meet that guy who's like the heir. What's his name again? Strider. Oh, is that guy, Nicky. Okay, I'm not <laughs> I just like, I know the people, but I don't remember their names. I know we just watched this like three days ago, but. Viggo Mortensen. My brain doesn't hold on to this information. So. It's okay. I got you covered. Yeah. Which I didn't know until, like, spoiler alert for Two Towers, I didn't know that he, like, was 87 years old. And you're like, oh, yeah, they they mentioned that. When did I men- When did they mention that he can, like, live long? Was this in the first movie? And I no, just it's missed only it? in the second movie. Spoilers. I- oh, Spoilers. No! Spoilers. You said they mentioned it before when we were watching the second movie. 
Sorry, I know we're getting ahead. It's okay. (laughs) Well, effectively, why do I keep using that word? What happened was you were looking at your phone when they said it, and then you asked when they said it, and I said they just said it. Oh, I thought you said they said it like before. They had the flashback right around then, too, from the first movie. Mm-hmm. You know I have no attention span, so a four-hour movie is like Jerry it's, not, it, it's <laughs> very, it's you know, it's like a really you know big roast beef sandwich. There's a lot to it. You know, you get halfway <laughs> through, like you get the meat sweats, but you got to keep going because it's really good. That's very yeah, I like that. It's like a very good Ruda. Yes, yes. I never okay. thought I would hear Lord of the Rings and meat sweats in the same sandwich, but or if, same if, sentence. But here we are. If we have an episode, I will find a way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so his name again is Aragorn. Okay. He Aragorn. comes in and then he's gonna bring them to the elves, right? To Rivendell, yep. Alright. And then we learn that elves live forever. They're they are immortal. Mm-hmm. And then you said that guy was from the Matrix. Uh yeah, El- Elrond <laughs> is uh uh Agent Smith. Okay. I another movie I've never seen. We should rewatch those next. We should rewatch the first one next. Is that the only good one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they kind of go down in quality they get a little too up their own ass to be honest that but the second yeah. and third one a hundred percent this is good to know i've never seen them so i would watch the first one though so then we learn they live forever and this is when the fellowship is created this is when they're all like we got to go destroy it frodo's like i'll go and they're all like no you can't go by yourself so we'll all go and like pledge our life to you <laughs> and we meet sean bean who dies in everything spoiler alert. he dies in everything <laughs> he's cast in a movie it's a spoiler the Sean Bean like death compilation on YouTube is like one of my favorite things. Because it's just like every movie he dies in. It's pretty funny. Um, I, 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 sorry, I, was, I was just thinking, no, I like I think one of my favorite this kind of goes more I guess like less story more into like production, but rewatching one of my favorite things was how well like Jackson does like the forced perspective of like having actors in a scene and, and stand ins. You almost like forget how much bigger everyone's supposed to be than the hobbits, or I guess how tiny the hobbits are compared to everyone yeah. else. So like, there's so many scenes when it's them from behind, and you're just like, "Those are kids. Those are like little babies that are standing in front of like the full-grown adults." And sometimes those scenes just crack me up, or when they try to like CGI them into scenes with anybody else, and they're supposed to be running alongside or fighting alongside people, and you just start it like. It works and you're fine with it because how else was it supposed to happen? Especially back yeah. then. But like at the same time, you chuckle a little bit. You're like, mm, wow, this looks, you know, you get what's happening and you get what they're going for. Yeah. But it's not the cleanest thing in the world. Definitely not. I was still surprised at how well it still looked like watching mm-hmm. it almost 20 years later, though. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like a lot of terrible CGI, which sometimes rewatching things, you're like, oh, that could have been better. Big time. <laughs> So we got the fellowship, they're formed, and they're going to go to Mordor. But then they get attacked. Okay. Who are the guys that were, like, being birthed, like, in those sacks? Were those the orcs? Or the- those the other ones with the U? That began with the U, the Yura? Yurika. Yeah, those are okay. the Yurika, yeah. Those things were disgusting. They look like snots. <laughs> but that's the point. I mean, I know. That's how you know they're evil. Mm-hmm. They're I mean, I get that. But watching that, and they kept showing it, I was like, this is disgusting. Like, why do we have to keep showing it? Multiple times, it just and they're so the the Urukai are the ones who are aren't they supposed to be the corrupt dark elves or is that what orcs are? I can't remember. I don't know that. I think that's something. I don't think they explain that in the movie. I think that's more of a book, a book yeah. one. Um, but I think that's also part of why they're so like gross looking. It's because they're like birthed from 
corruption kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, They're like born in snot bubbles is like all I kept thinking of is that's what it looked. That's what it looked like. It was gross. It's true. It was nasty. And that that guy's built up to be like, it's funny because they introduced that guy. Well, I call him a guy, but that one giant Urukai, and you're like, yeah. oh man, he's gonna be like the dude, like the the evil guy. And not to jump ahead, but not really. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's like cool for like five or ten minutes, and then he gets, you know, he has he has his moments, I guess. And then maybe we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. So then they leave. They're like on the so like towards the second half, or maybe like the even like the last third of the movie. So like they're gonna go to Mordor, and again, you know, I don't remember the guy's name, but Sean Bean, he starts getting corrupted by the ring. Mm-hmm. What's his character's name? Boromir. Boromir. Okay, I was like, I feel like it begins with a B. They they laid the groundwork for his sort of like treachery so early. Rewatching it, I love mm-hmm. it. I love it so much. It's like that very first meeting when they when they yeah. form the fellowship and he starts standing up and walking towards the ring. And he's like, you know, guys, <laughs> I can handle this. <laughs> and like, I think it's all he's like set up to be so like it's hard to be sympathetic for him for so long. Because like he, they show him like touching uh, Zildjian's sword when it's like shattered in pieces and cuts his hand. He's like, "Ah, oh, stupid yeah. relic!" And like, runs away. You're like, "Bro, that's like one of the most popular swords like ever crafted in Middle Earth. We're treating it with so much disrespect." Yeah. And then right. like, and he, he drops it too. He drops it and he's just like, he's just like, "I don't, I don't fucking need that thing." He's like, "It's stupid." And you're like, yeah. "Dude, that cut off Sauron's fingers." It's so frustrating. But it sets up well for his, you know, his arc, I think. It, like, gives it to your point. Like, it, he's so seedy to start. And so you're like, mm, and then, like, he comes out of his shell. Like, he frolics with the hobbits, like, in the mountaintops. Like, <laughs> and, like, giggling and, like, tickling each other. Um, I might be I might be a little creative license on that one. But they definitely have a little bit of fun, you know, on their trek. And I, one thing I def, one scene I definitely forgot about until rewatching it is when they see, like, the second group of elves and you have that female elf that's like one will betray you. And then that's kind of like foreshadowing that he's going to betray them or, or like want the power of the ring as well. I forgot that they went back to like the elves the second time. Oh yeah. Galadriel. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. I was Okay. I was going to say Kate Winslet, but I was like, no, that's not right. Ooh. Galadriel or Kate Blanchett. She plays Galadriel. She's like the queen elf basically. Oh, yeah. the, spook, the, the spooky, spooky voice. Yeah, she's like, Whoa, like screaming yeah. when Frodo tries to give him the ring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She went from like totally calm to just yelling about the ring. And then she was like, fast. it's fine. Continue on your journey. Like, no big deal. <laughs> I think it's like one of the, I, I honestly will say too, is like as absurd as that scene feels and like also circling back to Sean Bean, or I guess Boromir's, I don't know, seediness in a way with the ring i think it just shows how easily corrupted everyone is being even like sniffing the ring like even being 10 feet from it and that like shows the purity of frodo is that he's able to like hold on to it and be like hey do you want this and everybody's like no like i can't i can't go near that thing. like it's gonna make me go nuts and i think that is the cool way they illustrate the power of the ring and the power of sauron it's like these super powerful long living beings can literally not be near it or else they just start to go ape shit yeah yeah it's definitely it's definitely fascinating to like watch all the acting mm-hmm. because i think it's really well acted um that's so true like they even start that with uh with gandalf near the beginning when you'd think you know gandalf like this paragon of justice would be able to handle it and he's just like nope <laughs> yeah 
and he just gets oh my god when he just gets really mad and scary he like shows off the actual like what would essentially what would happen and what like happened to saruman essentially um because i think they sort of i can't remember if it's in the hobbit or maybe in the book like saruman like wasn't that he was like questionable for a while but i don't think he was evil and then he like eventually got corrupted i may be that is definitely don't quote me on that one but for some reason i feel like there was a a moment where saruman wasn't a bad guy but i could be yeah now i feel like i want to go back and read the books like i missed so much or like i would love to listen to them on, like audiobook I'd they're, be they're fascinated to like catch up they're great great books it's just that one thing you'll be prepared for is tolkien will spend like at least three pages describing like a sunset <laughs> he's a very very he's like loves description he loves you know lore as you were saying earlier like he loves to deal in between the lines constantly so you're gonna get like a lot and i feel like too with the extended editions that is what you kind of get is you fill in some small small cracks in the stories or like in the background of, of lord of the rings that you can understand i think watching if you compare them of I get why a lot of these scenes weren't included for the most part, um, either because maybe those stories get filled in and answered later, or essentially it's like, mm, you don't really need to know this, like at least to a common audience. This would be more of like, it's like fan service essentially sometimes, including these bits. Yeah, I was, you were saying like if they released the extended ones, that they would have had them in six movies instead of three. Well, yeah, it would feel like six movies because they're each like roughly four hours. Yeah, that's the thing. They're so long. I'm kind of glad that the the general release ones weren't as long because I feel like I would have never wanted to watch them if I knew so, when I was younger. This is going to be a spoiler for when we review Return of the King. But even with the general audience <laughs> edition of that, I was just waiting for it to end after a certain point. That's, oh, and that's the longest extended one, too. It's like over four hours. Yes. It's like four and a half hours. And helps. Yeah. Spoiler, I love Return of the King. I think it's actually my favorite one. <gasps> I know. 312. Or maybe 321, potentially. But maybe T2. They're, they're actually releasing. I was reading this right before we hopped on that both Lord of the Rings and Hobbit are going to be put uh, released on 4K. Um, like they're like remastering them or whatever uh, for H Ultra HD 4K Blu-ray in time for Christmas. If anybody still buys physical media, I guess. There you go. Because you can watch Blu-rays on your PlayStation, right? And this is a good reason to buy a better TV. To get mm-hmm. I know you want your. I know that our precious 60-inch TV is is not a uh, up to snuff for you. That's what <laughs> it's not. I know it's not 4K. It's not like it's not that. 4K. I know. The pixels, it could have more. There could be more, the refresh rate. You should put it on your list for Santa and maybe Santa will bring you a new TV. When we were moving, Liam, he's like, I was like, oh, what if the TV breaks? Like, I really, it's like the biggest, like most expensive thing we own. Cause it was originally like over a thousand dollars. We didn't, we didn't pay that, but it was like originally over a thousand dollars. And Evan's like, but if it breaks, we get a new one and it could be 4K and all this oh. stuff. And I was like, yeah, no, they better not break in <laughs> I'm not buying a new TV. So, you know, he walks into the room and he's just like, takes a hammer. He's just like, boom. Oh, <laughs> yeah, those movers. Let me tell oh, you. They broke our TV. Whatever like, should we do? Shut. Yeah, what was that? Bye. We're going to get a new TV at some point. We just, we just moved. We got to, we got to spread the love. We got we to spread it out a little bit. Happy new house with a happy new TV. Why don't you put it on your Santa wish list and maybe Santa will bring it to you. <laughs> Santa. Yeah. Here's Santa. <laughs> Can I also have a PlayStation 5? 
you got your Xbox. You're good for now. <laughs> Raz, Raz, you over here. Um, so I mentioned earlier that, Sh- uh, what do you call it? Um, Warman? Nope. Shopping. Sean Astin plays Sam. That he was my favorite character. I think Gandalf is my second favorite character, I would say. And I definitely like wa- like watching this. Watching him die was like heartbreaking to me. Like I thought I was going to cry when he like sacrificed himself in this movie. I forgot how emotional it was. It's sad. It's very, it's very sad. sad. And it's very sad, like, watching, like, Frodo and the other people react to it as well. And, like, how devastated they are, like, or when they go to the Elfland after. And everyone's like, Gandalf died. And they're talking about it. Remember they're singing, like, the song. The elves are singing, like, an elvish, the song for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was very sad. It almost tears. It was, I mean, it's, at least he went out like a boss, though. Yeah. No, that's I think, not really true. Like, he didn't, like, get taken out like a punk. He, like, fought against the ball rock. Yeah. like, a battle he like knew he probably wasn't gonna win even though maybe that no quick second before the fly you fools he was probably like oh i got this um but yeah that was especially after such a great battle scene of like the cave troll coming through uh frodo getting stabbed having the mithril save his life like all this great build-up until the ball rock comes and like i love the way that ian mckellen says it too it doesn't say like ball rock like we do like this really lets it drip out of his mouth a little bit (laughs) it's such an amazing actor like i can't imagine anyone else playing gandalf like it just would feel wrong if it wasn't him such a fantastic job and he was playing like magneto i think in between all of this too oh was he he i didn't know that so he's like magneto gandalf and then what was is he in anything else between that that was important I remember when we were doing our Harry Potter rewatch, um, I learned that when the original Dumbledore passed away after like the second movie, they offered Dumbledore to Ian McKellen. He's like, I can't live up to be Gandalf and Dumbledore. Like, (laughs) I can't be both of these powerful wizards. I know. It was uh, uh, Richard Harris was the original. Jared Harris's father. (sighs) Yeah. So he was just like, okay, uh, yeah, I can't do both. Like one or the other. So yeah, I think that would have been too much if you tried to do both. But I, I forgot that he was in X-Men. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen those. There's a lot of movies I'm slowly realizing I have never seen. Oh boy. Evan is giving me a look. They were pretty good. <laughs> I'm not saying they weren't good. I just, no one exposed me to these things until like a couple years ago or like when I started watching these on my own in my 20s. Mostly you, I know. Yes, you get the credit, but I was waiting to interject with. We lived very different uh, childhoods. I know. I wasn't playing RuneScape in high school. Shots so. fired. <laughs> oh wow! A little below the belt. Jeez. Hand <laughs> salty over here, but yeah. No, just like no one. Like my parents never. Like they were not the type of people that like watch fantasy stuff or any of these things. Like I read Harry Potter, and they were like, "Cool, that's great that you're reading." Oh, like they never exposed me to like any of these other like worlds. This was all, yeah. I mean, a lot of this. Um, my dad showed me a couple, but he was like the classic like dad. Like, let me show you these R-rated movies when you hit like twelve or thirteen. Like, Saving Private Ryan, Braveheart. Yeah. He had some serious misses with some really obscure like '80s crime movies that were not good. Um, <laughs> There's one called Eight Million Ways to Die with Jeff Bridges and Andy Garcia. It is. I've heard of it. Yeah. I, the worst part is I'm definitely going to like tell my dad I did this. He's going to listen and he's going to be like, yeah, you flame me for that one. I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but these were, I mean, I think I, I can't even remember how or why I read the books, but I read them and then the movies came out. It might have been because one came out. I was like, oh, I'll go read them. 
but I saw all I think all of these in theaters. Um, and me and a good buddy of mine, we I think saw each one of them together on like mandates. Um, and there was a very iconic moment, and I think before it was either tower, towers or return, but like credits start to roll, like you know, lights go down, the music kicks in, and some kid in like the second row just was like "LOTR for life," like screamed it in the movie theater. Uh, and he was serious. Dressed up in the movie theater. I feel like this is a movie people would dress up and go and see. Uh, I dressed up when I went to go see Harry Potter movies. I'm pretty sure there were definitely some wizards. Give me that look. I didn't give you a look. You gave me a look. You're lucky we don't video There is uh, the... I, self-admitted huge nerd, as <laughs> aforementioned, played RuneScape far beyond what I should have. The, the fact... I don't know. Dressing up to go to the movies is like a whole nother level for me, I guess. Did you see these when they came out in theater? These I did. That's kind of the weirdest thing. So I had really no interest in seeing Lord of the Rings. And then my aunt took me because she was like, I read the books. Let's go see it in the movies. And I was like, sure, whatever. It's like fantasy. I like Mm -hmm. Star Wars. And then you liked them. And yeah, they were good. I was also like kind of forced to see them, but I like them. Yeah. I feel like I've missed out on so much. I got to catch up on now. It's kind of like my mom showed me Star Wars when they did like that re-release in I think in 97. I don't mm. remember why. And I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to just craft my whole personality around this. And here I am today. <laughs> are still loving Star Wars. Except those re-releases are an abomination. <laughs> Lucas should just uh, be... Just Take his hand off the wheel. That's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, just invite him to events. Let him schmooze. Be like, hey, you remember when I made these? And it was like, yeah, that was the last time you were good. <laughs> and that was decades ago. So, yeah, we don't have to, we don't have to crack that egg, you know, if we don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I do think the most impressive thing I, I have to say about yeah, the trilogy as a whole for Lord of the Rings is the fact that they all came out with, within three years. Yeah. Like 010203, while I mean granted COVID is an entirely different beast right now, but the fact that they filmed them all I can't remember if they filmed all three back to back or if they filmed one, I think then they filmed two and three back to back. So they were on set like in New Zealand for like months on end. Yeah, I can Which imagine like you're just dedicating years of your life to like being in these movies if you're filming them because mm-hmm. like the harry potter movies started out in succession but then like they had gaps between like i think like three and four and four like they started to gap they weren't always like back to back well um, they peaked at two anyway so why even... <laughs> like wait go in the other room this is soon, uh... soon to be banished from my own <laughs> podcast are you claiming that chamber is the best of the of the whole series yes oh Oh, they just get progressively better. See, that's what I said. Like, to me, it starts at, like, Goblet of Fire, and then it just gets, like, way better. Goblet's my second favorite. I thought Azkaban was, like, where it turns. I still don't understand Chamber being your favorite. It The whole Tom Riddle bit, not to get way off point, (laughs) but I'm on way off point. The whole Tom Riddle bit was so mind-blowing to me when I first read it. It's just... Like, it's I'm not saying it's bad, I just, I don't know. I guess it's just not my favorite. I would say maybe it's, like, my fourth favorite. I don't know. I just, I just Also, you hate spiders, and this has spiders in it, so I'm just shocked. But it also has a basilisk. It's pretty you cool. <laughs> that is true. I wouldn't say I like snakes, well, but if it's a snake sense, that can turn you into stone that's, yeah. like, 80 feet long, that's pretty neat. That's kind of 
kind of a cool beast to have in a movie. Yeah. Exactly. But all right, I will. I'll go. My only other piece is the acting doesn't get good. The kids are terrible actors until like not terrible, but they're not charismatic. I guess is the best way to put it until like the third or fourth. I I was a huge. I liked like the last two. I thought Deathly Hallows. I thought Deathly Hallows Part One was actually my favorite. I love like bleak movies where there's not a lot of hope going on just because everybody likes to make happy-go-lucky <laughs> movies. So I was like, I like the fact that this book, like adaptation ends on a very dark like note. Yeah. You're like, you're like oh, I don't know if they're going to win, even though you're like, everybody in the world read this book. But, but. <laughs> you're like, I don't know, maybe Seems it won't bad. be wrapped up with a book. <laughs> maybe Voldemort's going <laughs> to win. Right? Maybe the bad guy will win in Lord of the Rings. Oh. We don't know. I already Good forgot. Well, I, I, name, I know. <laughs> See, I don't remember how the I I don't remember how it ends, so you can't spoil See, anything. This is why Empire Ooh. is the, the best Star Wars movie because the bad guys win. The bad guys do win. Yep, yep. That's good. true. That's true. <laughs> I think I'm the only one that doesn't like when the bad guys win. The bad guys are always the coolest. They look. I'm the not coolest. saying they're not cool. I just maybe I like the happy endings sometimes. Oh. The coolest sometimes. outfits. They have they have the most like they're so dedicated, even though it's like to a fault, obviously, with their ideologies, but. You gotta, you gotta respect their commitment. You know, they they pick a track as evil as it may be, and they stick to it. Unless, well, unless Vader. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll come around one day. Someday. <laughs> but so then, how I forget like this movie ends. So like this movie ends because we already started the second one. So I'm trying to remember like where this one so, ends. Like, the hard cutoff for this is. Mary and Pippin are captured by orcs. Frodo and Sam are going off on their own to Mordor. And right. Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas are going to save Mary and Pippin. Mm-hmm. Legolas is bringing his arrows in his backpack. It is a quiver. It's a backpack. All right, let's ask, ask, ask the question. What's the question? What he puts his arrows in? I think it's a backpack. Why does it have to have a fancy word? It's a backpack. What do you think, Liam? It's uh, You're asking the English major. It's a quiver. It's a, it's a very, it's, it's fully a quiver. It's not a quiver, but is a quiver not a backpack? It is not. They are two distinct things. Huh. Yeah. But you put it on your back, you're wearing it. It has no pack. It cannot close. I mm. think it's still just a fancy backpack. Evan was very upset that I, when, <laughs> we were watching this. And I The question I asked, because it was like one of the fight scenes. And I was like, how does Legolas, when he pulls an arrow out, he shoots someone like, he never runs out of arrows. Like, is, is backpack magic? And you were like, hey, his backpack? <laughs> That's a fair, okay. That is definitely a fair, you know, uh, point to make of where do they all come from? I think my, if I had to dig into a counter or an answer, I would just say that he is so efficient with his arrows that he knows exactly how many he needs. Uh, not like beforehand. I'm just saying his yeah. shots are so accurate that he doesn't need, he doesn't waste arrows. Like, you watch orcs, they're, like, shooting arrows, dodging that shit left and right like Neo. But, like, he just pulls them out. He's like, he, like, he literally, in the battle scenes, and, again, I may be skipping ahead. I think this is in Towers. But, like, he'll stab someone with an arrow, pull it back, and then shoot it at somebody. So he's got two-for-one deal with his own own arrows. So he doesn't... Yeah, because I was like, is he running out? Like, where... But that makes more sense now. Yeah, and he... I guess it could be a quiver. But to me, it's always going to be a backpack. That's fair. I mean, hey, potato, potato. Even if it's the, the official term, that is how my brain will remember it. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm whatever like, It's whatever you like the most. <laughs> <laughs> you can craft your own, yeah, your own meaning, your, your own, you know, 
feeling. I know. I'm like in the wrong. We were asking some of our friends that like Lord of the Rings the other night and all of them were like, no, it's a quiver. Why are you calling it a backpack? (laughs) I was like, I will die on this backpack hill. As long as like the the origin of of the word quiver never turns into backpack. That's fine. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. But they're heading off to Mordor and big things are going to happen in the next movie. (laughs) Lots of action, but I think that's all we had for this episode. Evan, was there anything else that you wanted to mention before we wrapped up? Um, I'm going to say the Mines of Moria are my, (laughs) it might be my favorite scene in the whole trilogy. Maybe. It is a pretty good scene. It's just neat. Yeah. It's really neat. No, I do like that. You got drums in the deep. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is pretty cool. The unfortunate fate of the dwarfs. Eek. And, yeah. They all died. It's like a fun little creepy jaunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true, very true. William, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it so much. I'm honored to have been a guest. I love talking about Lord of the Rings, so I was very, very glad to have been here. I appreciate how you guys let me come on. Hold on one second, Liam. My co-host is asking me something. Did you ask if Liam had any last thoughts? Oh, I didn't <laughs> ask him if he had any last thoughts. I am an idiot. You're not an idiot. We can cut this out, though. Yeah. <laughs> it is totally okay. Um, I'm a bad host. Liam, did fine. you have any final thoughts? I can edit this in a different way. It's totally fine. Honestly, it might add some, you know, some good chutzpah, some uh, reality, if you will. Um, final thoughts. Um, I don't know. I think fellowship. I think the biggest strength uh, in my tag, Mons Moyer, obviously, is I very on point. Probably the best scene in, in definitely in this movie, maybe in the trilogy. Um, Although I do think if I had to pick a favorite scene it, uh, other than that one to not duplicate you, um, would probably be when the ring wraiths show up. Um, oh, I can't remember the, the setting. Tower of something, something. Um, but it's when they all show up and like Aragorn, they're like Strider, like screaming after him. And Aragorn shows up with like the flaming sword and just like wreck shit. Um, when they're all hiding in top of that little tower and they all, they all arrive. I think that's like one of the coolest character scenes for Aragorn because I feel like very quickly in the trilogy it establishes how badass Aragorn is um, and it just made it was one of those things I remember just sitting there watching it and just being like oh my god I fucking love these movies um, and that's where that scene and that's like so, like pretty early on I think in Fellowship but um, yeah I just I think that was my biggest takeaway and my final thought is like these movies are I'll die in the hill the best trilogy ever made sorry Star Wars um and I just, they stand the test of time. And I think I could watch these movies every year of my life and never get tired of them. Yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying rewatching them so far. Um, oh, it just gets It's better. hard to say, like, how I think it compares to others. But I'll have to, once we finish rewatching them, I'll have to see. Mm-hmm. I can I can definitely get behind the rewatch them every year and never get sick of them vibe. Yeah. Would you rewatch the extended ones? Yes. Okay. I think they're just better. Yeah. Personally. Interesting. 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 I think they're, I, you know what? I think they are. I mean, especially too, if you've seen them because it adds more. So you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. This is like new things, things that like everything else feels so ingrained with you. But then you watch the extension. You're like, oh, this, I forgot how new this is. This is different. So like, I like that. Yeah, it does a dash in that little bit. kind of comes back of like, it layers in lore that like you didn't like forgot about or you needed beforehand. So I think they work as extended editions when sometimes deleted scenes are deleted for a reason. Um, I think these are, are good pieces that can get added back in. 
I agree. Do they have these with commentary? Do you know that? Yeah. I would think. They, they, have, they, they don't, don't have surprise, they don't. If they don't have commentary, I know they had really. I used to have them all like on DVD back when I used physical media, and I know they had behind the scenes like special footage and stuff of yeah. making of. And I don't know if there was direct commentary as much as there was just like interviews about the production process. But there's definitely really good tidbits of you know, oh, like basically all about how Viggo Mortensen just like gave his entire body to this movie. Actually, all of them did, but yeah. So like that to me is like really fascinating. Like I love watching that kind of stuff. So I'll definitely have to like find find that online. I'm sure it's out there floating somewhere. Yeah, I think the Amazon uh, copies may have some of the extra stuff attached to them, but it's always hard to tell these days. Yeah, we'll have to check because we bought the extended ones on Amazon, so we will have to see. Well, everyone, thank you for listening today, and don't forget to bring your Morgul Blade wherever you go. Um, we will see you all next week uh, to review the two towers. Yeah. And we want to thank our wonderful guest, Liam, again, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Liam. Thank you for having me, guys. It was an honor. It was an honor to have you and to chat about <laughs> Lord of the Rings. And like Evan said, we will see you guys all next week with the two towers. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Thanks for listening to our show. Make sure to like our Facebook page through our link in the show notes or by searching We Like to Say We're Experts on Facebook. See you next time.